This podcast is sponsored by Monarch. Lifesaver. Game changer. The best thing to ever happen to my finances. The people have spoken. Monarch makes personal financing a breeze. Monarch is an intuitive, powerful, collaborative finance app that can help you save, budget, and keep your financial life in shape. With Monarch, I can see my account balances, transactions, and investments in one place, so I always know what's going on with my money. Whether you're saving for your first home, thinking about starting a family, your own business, or planning for retirement, Monarch is here for you every step of the way. Gain clarity, confidence, and peace of mind with Monarch and manage your finances more effectively. See what thousands of people are saying about Monarch, the app Wall Street Journal voted the best budgeting app of 2024. Collaborate with your partner or financial advisor at no additional cost. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. Monarchmoney.com slash podcast. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Um, we're going to slow it down a little bit today. We've had a guest on almost every week since quarantine, so um, I think I've had four or five guests in a row. Um, obviously, I'll pick that back up. Um, maybe next week, maybe the next week, but I thought we'd just slow it down and talk a little bit about what's going on. Um, around the tennis world, I got some topics I want to touch on, um, just some fascinating things. We've talked about the tour a lot lately. That is, um, I mean, the tour is not going on, but we've talked about just other stuff around the tour, um, just to talk about. So, um, you know, the Federer, the big three, Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, their rivalry. We've talked about that with guests. We've talked about, you know, working at the US Open. We've talked about Major League Baseball. We've talked about I mean, we've talked about most things on the tour, um, next gen, stuff like that over the last few podcasts. So if you didn't hear those podcasts, I would recommend going back with the guests, um, you know, Bo Brown, Kinsey Salo, um, Calvin Alexander and, um, Kyle Jankinai. Um, I would go back, I would go back and listen to those ones if you haven't yet, if you want to, you know, hear some of those topics more in depth, but I'm going to get away from, um, essentially playing tennis right now. And just take a step back, um, because obviously right now, um, as every politician in the world is saying, we're in unprecedented times. Um, but we are. We're in unprecedented times. No one's ever done anything like this. Um, things are just a lot different right now. And I don't necessarily think it's had um, the negative impact on the tennis world, uh, maybe financially, but everything else... I don't think it's been as negative um, for the fans, at least, than playing. Because getting a rare chance like this to get inside the lives and inside the brains of some of the best athletes in the world that are the tennis players, I think is an interesting opportunity. And it's really been cool to kind of just follow these players on social media and see what they're up to and see what they're doing. Um, I want to start talking about... um, Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, and what they're doing on social media. Um, Federer put out that post that, to me as a Federer fan, was very 
convincing that he's going to come back stronger than ever from his knee surgery because he was hitting between the legs. He was joking around in the backyard. It was snowing, whatever, um, against the wall. And then he did the volley challenge with the, you know, the fedora on. He did the volley challenge. And not only does he do this volley challenge and say, I challenge everybody to, you know, do volleys like this against the wall um, around the world like I did. He is connecting with his fans. He then posts something a little bit later um you know later in the week about um how the volley challenge is going and he posts his fans and not only his fans but other professional tennis players in like a collage back to back to back video and so you get some fans that are now on Roger Federer's social media um how cool is that um i commented on one of the ATP's post or the US Open post about who who wants to be in what house and Sloan Stevens liked my comment and I was like when would Sloan Stevens ever like my comment but I picked the house she was in it was by far the best house I think it had Federer in it Gael Monfils Sloan Stevens I mean it was a stacked house um so obviously I picked it I commented on it commented at my sister and um you know and she liked it and you, she commented back to a couple people on there. So I'm like, she's even reaching out to fans. We're getting different, you know, players on podcasts, on Instagram lives, on everything um, that has to do with social media or even media. And you're getting into these players' heads a little bit outside of the game of tennis, which is very interesting because that's all we really know all these players as. And to see them get outside their comfort zone and get outside of the sport of tennis and actually get into their home and get into their brain is really interesting. Um, Novak Djokovic has done these challenges with his wife, um, the 100 volley challenge, and then um, they just did another one the other day. Um, You know, just asking, um, hey, I challenge you to 100 volleys. I don't think he started the 100 volley challenge. I believe that was Andy Murray, the 100 volley challenge with his wife. But now other players are doing it. Rafael Nadal, same thing. He was cooking the other day. He was playing tennis over chairs with his uh, sister. Just cool things like that to see these people in their homes and to humanize them a little bit. Because I think in the sport of tennis, these players get um, put on a put on a pedestal, as you would say, and they're not very relatable. Like if I'm being honest, like I have nothing in common. Um, other than I like the sport of tennis with like Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal or Novak Djokovic, Annie Murray, those guys, or even Gael Monfils or any of those people. But now that I see them in their homes playing video games, having fun with their family, you know, doing makeshift stuff, um, then I'm like, oh, I've done that before. Now we're relatable and it helps you connect as a fan um, better with some of these bigger players. And it definitely humanizes them, which I think is, um, which I think is amazing and a good thing for fans and an interaction with um, professional players. Um, I think that um, they're also getting unique with their workouts. Um, Alina Svitolina is posting a lot of workouts that she's just, um, you know, these are the kinds of workouts I'm doing, and she's even, like, demonstrating them. You see Caroline Wozniacki, who's not on the tour, but I'm going to continue to talk about her, um, and she is working out from home and, you know, showing how her and David Lee are staying active. And um, I think that's interesting. And another side note about Caroline uh, Caroline Wozniakny is that um, her and Serena Williams had a, like a, the last match. I think it was called something like that. That got postponed or canceled. So um, unfortunate for Caroline, but um, I don't think this is going to be the last that we see Caroline Wozniakny. You can quote me on that. I think we'll see her in the tennis world um, later on. 
because of how young she is. Um, I mentioned Gael Monfils earlier. He's been gaming a lot. He plays FIFA, and you can see he's in his movie room having fun playing FIFA, playing against other you know players around the world or other people around the world, and that's just um, a unique side to see all these professional players playing video games. And you're like, whoa, I play video games. They play video games. Humanize. Humanize things, which is what we're really doing here. Um, I watched actually almost a full workout with Grigor Dimitrov and Venus Williams the other day. It was so cool. Um, Venus has all these different types of players jump in on her workouts. And I thought that was just interesting to see, um, you know, people that you never think that Venus Williams would work out with, like Grigor Dimitrov, get in and, you know, work out via Skype or via, it was not Skype, it was uh, Instagram Live. And I think people are really using Instagram Live to their advantage. And um, that is one of the coolest things I think about this quarantine and about people being at home is they get to, you know, interact publicly now with their peers. Not only are they doing it behind closed doors, which they would do if they were at a tournament, they'd probably be talking behind closed doors. But now they have no, they can text each other, but they never see each other. So the fact that they are doing it um, publicly on Instagram Live and stuff like that, I think is really cool. And it's very interesting to see these players um, do that. If you're getting bored during this quarantine time, I do want to mention that if you go to Instagram or any social media, Twitter, all that stuff, and you do follow um, the ATP Tour or you follow the Tennis Channel, the French Open or um, Australian Open, Wimbledon, um, US Open, they are posting a lot of uh, historical matches, which is really cool to see. So um, I wasn't a big history buff um, in the world of tennis. I don't know a whole lot. I know a lot about the history, but some of these other players, I never got to watch him play. I didn't get to watch Pete Sampras play a lot. I didn't get to watch you know, Bjorn Borg. I didn't get to watch some of those people play a lot. And um, being a 23-year-old growing up, I watched mostly Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, and, you know, David Ferrer, and guys like that. I get it. Tommy Haas, um, Marty Fish, James Blake, people like that. Andy Roddick, I get to watch a lot when I was a kid. I don't get to watch some of these older guys that, you know, were the Federer before the Federer, were the Djokovic and the Rafa and the Murray before they were actually a thing. And you get to watch them growing up. So I've watched the Tennis Channel a few days, and they've done a really good job at replaying some of those matches and making them interesting. And also, if you go on social media, they are showing a lot of those matches as well. So I would definitely encourage you to go on social media and start following you know, the ATB Tour along with all the major um, four Grand Slams and the Tennis Channel just to get a little history, um, which is super interesting. And you get to watch matches that you would have never thought you'd watch. But since there's no sports on, you're dialed into these matches and um and it's it it's interesting. I think it's one of the coolest things. Um there's also something that happened on the ATP Tours um Instagram the other day and it was um Pospisil from Canada was going live with uh Bethany Maddox Sands and he got a hold of the ATP Tour. Now if you haven't seen this, you need to go see this. Um and he started like messaging back on the ATP Tours official Instagram account to other players like Roger Federer and Jack Sock and um, just stuff like that. And it was like super, it was funny. Um, Tommy Haas and um, I mean, he messaged back at Gael Monfils 
and said, I'm still mad at you for that passing shot on set point in Montpellier. And, um, and he goes, we were cheering for Pospisil. Like, stuff like that. Um, Tennis Canada knew as him. He went back to Andy Murray. Um, he said, thanks for the great video, Andy. Would he appreciate it if Kim kept it PG next time? I don't, I'm not sure what she said, but it said, thanks, ATP media team. Like, he mentioned everything, ATP media team. He actually said, um, he actually asked Jack Sock if the ATP media team could get to um, his wedding because Jack Sock got in got engaged to Laura Little. And just stuff like that is um, the stuff that makes, you know, puts a smile on your face during these times. And I would encourage following them on social media, um, not only ATP Tour, but all the other Grand Slams, just um, to get good content during this time. Um, as for the world of tennis itself, um, I told myself I would talk about this, but I really don't know. I want to talk about a realistic start and what might be realistic when we get back to playing tennis. And I think my best idea right now is it's going to come back maybe August. Um, Hopefully, I'm hoping August. Um, I don't know if we're going to go right into the U.S. Open, but maybe late July, August. And I think it's going to be a lot of... um, just no fans. I don't see fans coming in anytime soon. Um, it makes me nervous about the French Open and the U.S. Open. But nevertheless, if we can start playing the sport without fans, I'll be happy with that. I am totally fine with that. And the way that you can social distance in tennis, if it's 1v1 or so, I mean, if it's singles, you're going to have you know all the judges, but all the judges are far enough apart. The closest people on the court are the two ball boys or the two ball persons that are next to the net. So I don't even see a problem um, with social distancing that way. And we're in an age where it's so digital, we could pretty much use the Hawkeye for almost anything, Um, you know, if we have to. Now, will they do that? I don't know. They could very well scratch the whole 2020 season and just call it a wash. I don't see that so far out of the realm as well. And the unfortunate thing is in tennis, you have to play to get paid. And if you're not playing, you're not getting paid. So it would really suck for some of these players who, you know, need that money to um, do something like that, especially those from around the world. Um, Other than that, uh, I don't really know when the start of tennis will be. I do think it'll be very gradual. I do think it will will be without fans. I do think it'll be a lot of singles play. And... um, that's kind of where I'm at with the sport of tennis right now um, in the future. I really don't know. I'm going to keep trying to bring you content on here, um, trying to get as many guests as possible because I don't know what else, you know, we're going to talk about. I'm just, you know, I'm going to probably bring on a guest that doesn't know anything about tennis and pick their brain about it and just have some fun because um, I think now is the time to have fun, um, not only with this podcast, but with the listeners and with, um, you know, just the world of sport in general. There's not a whole lot going on, so it's time to you know break out, get creative, and have a little bit of fun. Um, I do want to go through the rankings right now um, for the ATP Tour, and I just want to go through the top 10 because who would have thought um, that we would be in this time, and a lot of people have probably forgotten about it. So number one, Novak Djokovic. Um, he's solidified his spot at the top, especially since he did win the Aussie Open. Um, Rafael Nadal sits comfortably at two, and then Dominic Team sits comfortably at three, and then right behind him is Roger Federer. As you can remember, Team passed Federer um, at the beginning of 2020. 
Um, Daniil Medvedev is at five, had an unreal second half to the season in 2019. Stefano Tsitsipas is at six. At seven is Alexander Sferov. Eight is Matteo Berrettini. Um, at nine is Gael Monfils. And 10 is David Goffin. What a solid group there. Um, obviously, Matteo Berrettini kind of snuck up into there after the U.S. Open. In the second half of his season, Gael Monfils, same thing, had a really good last six months. David Goffin's been solid. Sferov, Tsitsipas, Medvedev team. All next-gen guys that are, you know, really looking to steadily stay in that top five, top ten area and really do something solid. And then you got the big three, one, two, and at number four is Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer. Um, I just thought I'd go through those just to be, um, you know, stay up to date on what's kind of going on. Um, I do want to mention one thing before I let you guys go. And that is, I believe this year is supposed to be the last year the Bryan brothers. Um, They are retiring. And... I'm really interested to see if this backtracks that a little bit Um, because if they're not playing, um, will they still retire? Are they still dead set on it being this year? Are they going to, you know, play a little bit longer? Um, That's just just definitely something to keep in the back of your head right now and to, you know, consider when this sport of tennis gets back up. Um, We'll keep an eye on that for you, and I will keep you up to date right here on the ATP Tour. For now, thanks for listening. You can reach out at Believe Podcast, B-L-E-A-V, both on social media, both on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can reach out to me at Jacob Sersosimo, C-E-R-S-O-S-I-M-O. If you have a good idea for a guest or if you have any ideas um, what we should talk about because right now there's not, not a whole lot going on. So if you have any ideas for what we should talk about, please, please, please message me and let me know. I appreciate it. Everybody stay safe, stay inside, stay home, stay quarantined. Um, It's for the best right now. I'm all locked up at home, working from home, being a full-time reporter um, from home, and it is a challenge. So um, it is going to be challenging. It is going to be a little tough, but um, nevertheless, stay home, stay safe. That's all we can ask right now. And so not only can we get the sport of tennis back soon, but we can just get sport back soon and we can get lives back to normal and also save lives so i appreciate it everybody have a good 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 rest of your week and pretty soon these weeks are going to turn into months and hopefully this quarantine doesn't turn into a year take care for the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase it's a culture and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe for the safety minded who watch everyone's backs granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.